Are you not entertained? Thoughts by DeVille Dia, the podcast. Are you ready to get into the mind of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Are you ready to dive into the thoughts of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Let's do this without further ado. Yo, welcome back to Thoughts. By DeVille D.I. the podcast. And this is another episode of Growing Up DeVille D.I. Rejuvenated, relocated. Where I'm basically telling my life story. And at this point of the story, I'm in, uh, where I'm at? (laughs) I forgot. I'm in the D.C. suburbs. I'm in Virginia, but it's considered, it's like the metro area of D.C. However you want to look at it. It's Virginia. Um... But that's where I'm at at this point. Going to school. Well, I haven't started school yet. I just did this stint at Art Monk football camp. Um, last story, last episode, they were picking me up. My my, my dad and my stepmom were picking me up. My little brother from the camp. So they picked me up, man. And I remember one thing that stands out about this memory is this restaurant we went to. I believe it was called Roy Rogers. And they had this bomb-ass chicken sandwich. I had never been to this place before. Never heard of this place before. I don't even know if it's still around. I'm not even 100% sure that that's the name of it. But we went to this restaurant and I got this bomb-ass chicken sandwich because I've been eating freaking uh, cafeteria food and Domino's for like the past week, two weeks, something like that. So I was definitely in the mood for something different. And that chicken sandwich had a little taste of honey on there. A little honey action popping off on there, man. Thing was... Delicious oats. I said that right? Maybe. But either way, I remember that, man. I remember we got that sandwich. And then we didn't even go straight home. We went, like, shopping. It, uh, we went shopping. We went school shopping at the mall. This was the first time. <laughs> to be 100 with you, this was the first time I went. Actually, we shopped for school clothes at the mall. We never used to. We never used to do that. Now that I come to think about it, we like go to this place uh, called in Lake Park, in Lake Park, Georgia. It was like a strip mall with a bunch of different clothing stores. That's where we normally shop uh, for school. So this time we went to the mall and, you know, I'm buying up. I'm just buying random stuff. This is the 90s, right? So I'm trying, I'm really, <laughs> to be 100% honest with you, I'm dressing like freaking, uh, what's the dude named Eddie? From Family Matters and shit, I, a mixture, a, a mixture of that and whatever I seen out, I thought was fly, at New York on New York Undercover. I remember looking for a big yellow bomber jacket because I saw that on what movie? I think it was Strap, Sunset Park, one or the other. I wanted a big yellow bomber jacket. Never found one though. I found a fly ass Tommy Hilfiger book bag. I kept that book bag for years. Great book bag, but no, that wasn't. I didn't get the book bag at that time. I'm lying. I didn't get the book bag at that time. I did get the bag before school, though. But neither way, that's neither here nor there. So, one of the things that come along with being relocated is uh, new rules. New house, new rules. So, now I'm in a two-parent household, which is basically, basically being governed by the rules of the woman of the house. Cause see, I came to find out later in my years that 
partial, the majority, the, the biggest meat, the meat of the reason why me and my brother was there in the first place was because my dad's new wife uh, had let it be known before they were married that they weren't going, she, she wasn't going to deal with the man that did not have a relationship with his children. So that was the point when my dad started reaching out to me and my brother. And eventually um, he had to adopt my brother because he was in foster care at the time. But he ended up adopting my brother and getting me, convincing me to come live with him. I mean, I don't knock, dude. Uh, our relationship kind of rocky now, but I don't knock, dude. He did, uh, you know, what was the best of, to his, the best of his ability as the man that he is or was at the time. So, but I commend him for, you know, he did at least make that effort to get us up there. So, we're, we're basically going by the rules of the woman of the house who is basically imposing on us, us meaning me and my brother, the rules that she opposed on her children. She had two uh, children. They were grown when we got there. They were already grown and out of the house. Um, one of them was about to get married. And the other one, I believe, was married at the time, uh, boy and the girl. So, either way, one of the rules was church. We had to go to church on Sunday. Now, your boy, Young DeVille, had no, zero, zero, umero, nuno church clothes because we didn't do church. We didn't even go to church on the big three, you know, Mother's Day, Christmas, and Easter. We didn't do none of that. We went and... We weren't rocking up in no churches, so DeVille had no church clothes. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't got nothing to wear to church. They're like, nothing, nothing, nothing. We don't go to church. What well, part of we don't go to church, you don't understand. So dad takes me to this store. Lord and Taylor, I remember. Lord and Taylor. This was supposed to be a, like a fancy soup shop. I had never heard of it before, but I didn't buy suits either. So we go in, and this place just has all type of suits. Dress shirts, dress shoes, everything. And it's where my dad would get his shoes from. His, not his shoes, his shirts and his Fendoras. He used to rock Fendoras. He'd get Fendoras there and he'd go to the D.C., this market downtown in D.C. and get Fendora, Fendoras, man. My dad's a snazzy dresser. So he takes me in there and he's like, get you a suit. Now, I'm just walking around I'm looking at like black suits. Because I, I don't got no idea. I figure you wear a black suit to church. So he's like, you know, it doesn't have to be black. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like, just pick whatever, whatever you want, whatever you see that you like. I'm like, all right, boom. So I walk around, I see this fly ass brown suit. Fly ass brown suit, man. Changed my life, this suit. I've been getting fly ever since. So I see this fly brown suit, and I'm like, this one. I like this one. So he calls the dude over and he's like, hey, man, uh, uh, measure my son. He wants this suit. See if you got this suit uh, that can fit him or, you know, get it cut or whatever. So Buddy looks at me. He looks at the suit. He looks at my dad. He looks at me. He looks at the suit. He looks at my dad. And he says, sir, are you sure you want to spend this money on a suit for someone his age? Because, you know, he'll probably get a year. At the most, uh, wearing it. And he looks like he works out. So he may not even get a year. And my dad's like, I have no idea. To this day, I have no idea how much the suit costs. But my dad's like, yeah, 
give my boy the suit. So his wife chimes in. She's like, Reggie? Because that's was how she sounded. That's my dad's name. Reggie, you sure? He right now. You know, you, you spend that kind of money on it. My dad is like, nah, that's what the suit my boy won't get my boy the suit. I'm looking at him like, hey, <laughs> oh, you a baller, huh? <laughs> that was you in that big body bins, huh? <laughs> so, yo, I get the suit, the fly suit. I get the matching shirt. Um, I get the freaking shoe. No, they didn't. We didn't get shoes there. We got shoes somewhere else. I remember that suit. I wore that suit to death. We did a whole lot of shopping that day, man. Dad swiped that card so much to the bank, shut the damn card off. He had to go and call the bank. He done reached the limit because you know how a bank, like, you can set a spending limit on your debit. He done set the spending limit. He done balled out. We done hit the limit. They cut the damn card off. We had to go outside. Um, we had to, he didn't like that neither. He was pissed because, you know, people look at you when your card don't go through. People look at you like you ain't got no money. So he didn't even, we didn't even leave, I don't believe. We just went to the car and he called and he talked to the bank and uh, said to take about, I think they told him it would take like an hour. So we rolled around and got to another store, got some shoes and stuff like that. Then went back and bought the bike fly ass. Flip 400, I remember. Flip 400 bike. Went back and got the bike and then, oh, it was all gravy. So then uh, Sunday rolls around. We go to, oh, another rule. You got to eat dinner together. Whole family eats dinner together. Like the Cosby's, like the Hustables. It's dinner time. You start what you're doing. You come, you eat dinner with everybody. Weird shit ever. We never ate dinner like that. I mean, we did, but it wasn't like a rule. You know, mom would get done cooking and she like, it's time to eat. And if you was hungry, you came in and you, and you ate. And we did sit around the table and eat, but it wasn't like you, it's, you have to. You have to come eat right now type of thing. But with them, it was dinner. When dinner time, it was dinner time. And they even, these bastards even had desserts. I'm talking about desserts. Every meal, every day, there was cookies, there was ice cream, there was cake. There was some type of delicious, delectable treat, pastry or something for you to eat after dessert. So you eat your dinner together. Then we go in the living room and like watch TV while we eat our dessert. So... Looking back on it, I mean, it was pretty cool, you know, environment, but weird to me because it wasn't what I used to, what I was used to. So Sunday rolls around, boom, it's Sunday. We go to church. Weirdest thing ever because, you know, I hadn't been in church in a while. We go to church, big church. I don't know nobody. They don't know nobody because apparently this wasn't even the church that they went to normally. Like, my dad's friend went to the church, invited them to the church or whatever. So, I'm sitting there, and I'm just, I'm zoning out. Be 100 with you. I'm completely uninterested in anything that these people are talking about. I'm just trying to stay awake. I'm looking around. And then, the devil kept crept in and started talking to me. The devil. I'm going to tell you why it was the devil. Because they had this time, you know, they do wear up. Uh, they might be doing a song or something. They're like, everybody rise, everybody stand up. And I stood up and I noticed that the young lady in front of me had the most voluptuous backside that I'd ever seen in the church room. And that little church dress was just fitting just right. So now I'm up in the church and I'm lusting. Ain't that just filthy? 
But that's the memory that I have of the church because we didn't go to church a lot. We went to church, we went to church like two Sundays, and that quit real quick because Dad didn't want to go to church, so we didn't. You know, the whole church thing just kind of came and went. It just kind of blew over. But that Monday, this is what was wild. This is what was wild about my summer. I just got back from football camp, so boom, it's the weekend. Uh, go shopping, go to church. Monday morning, I got to take my black ass to uh, summer school because changing school districts and states in school, like I told y'all in previous episodes, when I moved from North Carolina to Ohio, they, um, they, uh, uh, I was behind in my criteria curriculum. So when I moved from Georgia up there, I was behind in the curriculum, so I had to get more credits. So I had to take a, a English class. I had to take an English class to get enough credits to not uh, to not be left back in the ninth grade. So I'll be a sophomore, and I'll be um, but I still have to take like a math class, a freshman math class. But I'll be a sophomore. So that's how that's how my summer was going. I went from football camp to summer school. And then immediately after summer school, I started uh, football camp for the school. And we're going to get into that uh, summer school in a second, right after this break. So, summer school was pretty uneventful. But I'm going to tell you the story anyway. Some school, man. I had to go to the school that I actually was going to be attending. And then catch a bus from that school to another school that was like 30, 30, maybe 45 minutes away. Now, why in the hell everybody had to go to this one school for some school? No idea. But I did meet some cool people. I met this guy, Randy, and this uh, kid named Mouse. And these was my first friends uh, there. So every morning I get dropped off at the school hella early, get on the bus, and we drive all the way to this freaking um, to this school. Now, the first thing caught my attention was the school buses. The school buses was a lot different than I was used to. These buses had AC. These buses had radios. They'd be playing radio. Everybody would be jamming on the way to school. Then you get to school, and school was pretty, it was pretty just normal. Wasn't nothing extra going on. It was just summer school. But me, being young DeVille DI, I was, <laughs> I was trying my hardest to be as Georgia as possible, right? I'm listening to nothing but Master P. And drew downs at the time, so I had like these curls. I used to curl. <laughs> I used to curl my hair at night, man. My my curls would be popping too. And then I wear like these these colorful church socks, just because I, I saw Big Boy from Outcast do it. I was doing everything I could just to be as southern as possible. Is just put it in your face. But I do have one memory. Now the Peppermint Committee, if you're listening. 
this might be time for you to exit the room because it gets kind of graphic. So, one day, <laughs> I'm sitting up in class in summer school, and I have on these shorts. And the shorts, they're not, they weren't tight, but you know how sometimes when you sit down and, you, and you, your clothes are, or, or they fit different, your clothes fit different when you're sitting down than when you're standing up, they hang different, right? So, one day, I'm in school, and for whatever reason, probably no other reason than just being a teenage boy, I got a little excited, if you know what I mean. Got a little excited. And I'm sitting there. You remember as a teenager, fellas, you remember as a teenager how excited you used to get. You know what I mean? That you probably have, if you're my age, you might not have been as excited <laughs> in a while because that, it was just different. It was different, man. Them teenage, we used to get them teenage, uh, you know what I mean? Them things used to stand up a little different. You feel me? But either way, so one day I'm sitting here and I'm just, I'm, hormones is raging and I'm, I'm in, the, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm ready. And I look over to the side and I notice the, um, I noticed there was, there was a girl sat beside me. <laughs> there was a girl sat beside me, white girl. And I noticed she's out of the corner of her eye. She keeps peeking over and I see her just keep peeking, just keep peeking, just keep peeking. So I'm sitting there and I'm realizing she's looking at my Johnston. That's right, my Johnston. So I, I, cause I look down and I can see, you know what I can see, man, running down my leg. So she's looking at it. So your boy, young DI, I just kind of, you know, angle, I give me a good angle going. Boom, there it is. <laughs> and let the world see. But that was probably, that was pretty much the most eventful thing that happened to me while I was in summer school. And summer school ended. That was cool, you know, passed my classes, whatever. Then boom, soon as summer school ends, the, the, um, like the next day, I believe, I started camp. I started football camp because I couldn't. Take camp until I go to camp until I pass my class. And they had been there, I think, two, three days or at least two days prior to me showing up. But the wild thing was when I, as soon as I got back from the art month camp, I get a call. I get a call and it's the coach. Well, the phone rings at the house. I pick it up and it's the coach of the football team. And he's introducing himself. He's telling me, you know, who, who he is and how the little system, that system works and, you know, I got my sheet that I brought back from Art Monk Camp, and I'm telling him how much I bench in my 40 and all this, and he, he could care less. So right after that, boom, I go to football camp the next day. My first day there, I go, I get my little bag. They gave me a duffel, duffel bag. It had a T-shirt, a Hornets. We were the Herndon Hornets. This school was actually uh, one of the teams that the Titans from the movie Remember the Titans, the TC Titans, it's one of the schools that's in that district. That, um, if you ever just, you know, one of those people, a little Easter egg for you. If you're ever watching that movie and you see the team that's like red, black, and gray, and they have a, a hornet on their helmet, that was the team, school I attended, the team that I played for. So I get the Hornets t-shirt, shorts, and... 
what else came in the bag? It was like a t-shirt, shorts, I think like a mouthpiece. Little, just a little stupid stuff. But this is what I'm supposed to carry my equipment around in. And I, I go in there and they give me a locker, everything, helmet, you know, they were still in. When I started my first day, I'm in hel- just helmet, shirt, and shorts. They're already in helmet and shoulder pads and shorts. So I remember out there stretching and talking to me. Coaches are walking up. Hey, wait, where you from? Where you from? I was like, oh, Georgia. It's like, where you been? Summer school. It's like, all right. So I hear the coaches walking off and they're like, I never knew anybody from Georgia couldn't play football. I'm like, you damn right. You still don't know nobody from Georgia that can't play football. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What I remember about that first day of practice, though, is sprints we were doing. Was it 100 yards? No. 50 yards. We were sprinting like, we were sprinting like 40, 50 yards. And so we all line up. Coach blow the whistle. Take off. I'm getting, getting, getting. I look up and I realize I'm in front. I'm dusting these dudes. And so, boom, we finish. We go back. So, blows the whistle again. Boom, take off. I'm gone. Dusting these, dusting these guys. Not really dusting them, but I'm winning. I'm in the front. And the coach is screaming, stay first, stay first, stay first. Dusting. Go back, line up again. Now, over here, people rumbling is going on. It's like, yeah, it's easy for you to be first with. See how fast he is when he gets his pads on and all that type of tomfoolery. So I'm like, damn, you know what? Maybe I should dial it back in the notch. Don't upset the king. 48 laws of power. But then, ladies and gentlemen, never turn down your light. You know what I mean? To make somebody else's light feel brighter. So, blows the whistle. We take off. Now, this time I'm holding back a little bit because, I, you know, I just got there. I'm the new guy. I don't want to be the, a spectacle. And I don't want to draw too much attention to myself because I don't even know these guys. Names yet, and they're already talking about me. So, I'm running. And then the coach is like, what happened? What happened? What's going on? Get first. Stay first. Stay first. And then the ego kicked in. I turned turned on the Jets a little bit. Smoked their asses. Was proud as hell, too. But I was not. At the end of the day, I was not the fastest person on the team. There was another guy who showed up. And this dude ran like a 4-2, 4-1, 40-something like that. He was fast as shit. Made me look stupid. But for that day, I was the fastest guy on the team. But it was cool, though. Started meeting people. I uh, met this guy. One kid, I can't remember. He was like this running back, the varsity running back or whatever. He was talking to me. Because they had me, at first they had me practicing with the defense. And... So he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, if you're any good, you'll be on varsity and this and that. So I'm like, cool, whatever. But it was all, he was a senior too. So it was always dope to, as a freshman, as a, well, sophomore. It's dope as a sophomore to make, but make friends with a senior. It's always good to make friends with any upperclassman unless they, you know, about some foolishness. But it's always good to have upperclassmen in your corner. So me and him started getting cool and, um, then, uh, you know, as practice progressed, we went on into getting into pads and 
I think they got full pads that day. So I jumped from shirt, shirt and uh, uh, helmet, shirt and shorts to full pads the next day. And we were out there. I remember doing like the foot drills and the coach was like, he got good feet. He got good feet. But see, you have to remember too. I've just spent like the last 14 days or whatever practicing. I've been running drills. They're just getting started. They're just getting their wheels up under them. And I've been doing this, you know, for the past 14 days, minus whatever couple of weeks it was that we were in summer school because the summer school was over real quick. It wasn't even long at all. But we stayed there, you know. Um, it's pretty. It was a full. We did pretty much a full day of school, but just that, just in that class. But either way, so I already got my legs up on me. I'm already good. I'm good and conditioned from uh, camp and everything. So I had a pretty good start. But you know, you start getting closer to going through summer because my summers was pretty much. Football camp and at the house, I didn't know anybody. I'd go outside, I'd ride my bike around the neighborhood, but I really didn't know anybody. I really didn't see many people as I moved around, you know, bumping into too many people to talk to. So the only people I knew were people that I met going to summer school and uh, guys who played football. And none of these guys lived in my neighborhood. So go to school, come home. And I used to, I remember I used to ride my freaking bike. Used to ride my bike to practice, and that shit sucked because on like Saturday, my dad would be just in there, just snoring up a storm, sleeping, and I'd have to ride my bike to school. I mean, to the to camp, and that shit sucked. But I I remember one day, I'm riding my bike, and uh, like I don't know how far we stayed from school. It was pretty far though, but I'm riding my bike, and because I have to be there. By a certain time, and I don't even have, I don't even think I had a watch. Or did I have a watch? I don't think I had a watch. Or I probably wasn't wearing it because I was going to football practice. But I, I remember trying to get there, make sure I'm, I'm going to get there on time. And I'm riding the bike and I'm hauling it. And I look up to the side of me and I see one of the coaches is driving along beside me, looking at me. And I'm on this bike, and I'm just going. So when I see him, that amps me up even more. So I'm just digging. Hauling ass, man, on there. But uh, overall, it was a pretty good experience, that camp. I did. Man, I had this one time. I got hit so I got hit so hard. <laughs> I got hit so hard, man, that uh, like everything went black. It was a concussion, I know now, but I got hit so hard. Well, really, it was, it was like a, a, a force meets force when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. We ran into each other hard, at, at a, and uh, I made the mistake that you know, common mistake that players make from time to time. My head was too low, so I got hit. Like, top of my head, bam. And when I got up, I realized I couldn't see. I couldn't see a damn thing. Everything was black. It didn't last long, but I couldn't see. And I couldn't see long enough to where they started to run another play. And I remember them saying, lining up. And I'm in, like, a state of confusion. 
and I can't see. So I'm just kind of like standing there. And uh, I remember hearing the balls. I'm trying to open my eyes. And every time I open my eyes, it's like real bright. So I'm opening them, I'm closing them, opening them, closing them. Then I, my vision pops back. But like they had already ran a play. And I'm thinking to myself, like I got to move. Like I know what's going on because even then I knew concussion protocol. If I knew I had a concussion, I probably would go have to go sit down and that can last for weeks. You know what I mean? And it dumb. It was dumb, but I did it. I feel like this. I feel like we, we covered a lot of ground right there. So I'm going to stop the show right here, right now. And uh, y'all make sure y'all tune in next week of Thoughts about the Ville Growing Up the Ville DI, Rejuvenating and Relocated. We're going to pick back up where the school year starts, and I can introduce you to my new school and tell you how I adapt. Or did I adapt? Well, I made it, didn't I? Tune in next episode. Find out.